everybody. Guten Tag. Welcome to Broncos Europe. Doc, I know you're thinking, why is this guy on here speaking English? I just wanted to say hello. If you've watched any other videos of us, you can see me all the time talking rubbish. So I thought, why not speak to the guys? Delighted to have, obviously, we've got Jules here from last week. We've got Alexander and we've also got Toby. So guys, obviously, welcome in. Good morning. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Yeah, all good? All good. Yes. Hi, guys. Thank All you. Good, thank you. Hi, hello. All good. Uh, excellent. So I guess one of the things we wanted to do was maybe speak in one topic in English first, and then I'm going to let the guys uh, do their own thing because I can't speak German. And to anybody that does, you know, is from Ireland or the UK, German looks so difficult, lads. I don't. I can't even explain how hard it looks. So I will try, but we'll 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 see what happens. The first topic we're, that we're going to talk about, guys, just really quickly, is our favorite addition or move of the off season for the Broncos. Now, I don't want to give away my answer first. So I guess, Alexander, you know, what's your favorite move of the off season for the Broncos so far? Yes. So um, when I thought about this question, I looked at the complete picture. So it was not just uh, the draft, but also free agency and coaches changes. So um I really instantly, of course, uh, came to mind that Graham Glasgow of the, for the offensive line because this unit has been such a big need the last couple of years. Uh, maybe the tackle position a bit more than the inside uh, positions. But um, I really have to say, for me, the best addition to this team is Gerald Casey. We really have to look at this guy, what he brings to the table. He's a five-time pro bowler. He just missed four games in the last three seasons. So he's like really reliable. Even though he's 30 years old or 31 years old, he never misses any games, right? And he's got this elite pass rush, pass rush skill up the middle that is very hard to achieve. It's, it's, it's a very rare skill. I think the last time we had this much pass rush skill up the middle was with Malik Jackson, of course. And when you have this in the on the inside, the guys on the outside, Farm Miller, Bradley Chubb, they can really feast, right? So uh, the duo of Vaughn and Derek Wolf was was very great because they had a very good chemistry. But I think Gerald Casey just gives more pass rush. And on top of that, Gerald Casey, the contract is amazing. We got him for a seventh-round mm -hmm. pick, so basically nothing, and we have no guarantees left anymore. So we can get out of this contract at any time if the wheels come off, and uh, of course, touch wood that this will not happen. But it, it's more a pay-as-you-go mentality with this contract, as we used to have a couple of years back, and it's not kicking down the can down the road. So, so I really like this. He had five sacks last season up the middle, a very dominant Titans defense. He's elite against the run as well. So I really think that this addition is going to have most of the impact because the pass rush is going to be better. And as we know for Vic Fangio's scheme, he just sends the least amount of guys necessary after the passer and everyone else drops back in coverage, right? So the better the guys he sends for the passer, the better this entire unit is going to perform. Right. You literally took my answer and just carbon copied it. No, it's, it's completely right what you're saying, man. I think, I think he's an excellent pick, and I'll maybe speak more about him in a second. 
Jules, do, do, do you agree with that there? Do you think Jarrell Casey's the best pick or, or have you got a different move for the offseason? So, uh, like I always said in the first episode, I think one move that was might get uh, underappreciated a bit and overseen is the change at the punter position. Because, in my opinion, our special teams unit, especially the punting game, excuse my words, sucked like shit. And so, yeah, I'm pretty happy that we could uh, upgrade on that position. And now with um, Sam Martin, also from the uh, Detroit Lions, I think we have a really big upgrade. And I feel bad for Kobe Walton that he's gone, but it's the best for us, isn't it? I think since uh, we let uh, Colbert go back in the day, the big uh, Marquette King not working out for us, and now Walkman, I think we're pretty good now set at that position. And hopefully our special teams coach, Mr. McMahon, will step up his game too, because it was really horrible last season, in my opinion. And I think we got uh, Sam Martin also at a quite uh, acceptable price. Or how do you see this, guys? you agree totally about that? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, Sam Martin is a, a big addition for us uh, because, as you said, our punter last year was horrible. Uh, and, yeah, as you already said, we had a lot of good punters in the last years that we let go and had uh, have good results now uh, on other teams. Uh, then we had, uh, uh, to be honest, I forgot the name of our last punter. <laughs> what, what, was the last? Yeah, Wattman, yeah. Four was Wiley Dixon, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Sam Martin is really a good addition, but um, my favorite addition, uh, I have to go with uh, what Alexander said, is Joel Casey. Uh, <laughs> Alexander, you stole all my uh, infos <laughs> that I that I prepared for you. Um, as, as you said, a five-time pro, pro baller and a lot of um, yeah, very consistent players. So for me, he is a really uh, the best addition for our team. Um, because our uh, defensive line now is, I would say, really dangerous with our outside linebackers, Miller and Bradley Chubb coming back from the injury. Um, yeah, and the, on the interior, we have now we have Joel Casey, we have Shelby Harris who comes back on a one-year contract, which, which is really great, I think. Love it. I, I love this guy. He's really a great guy. Yeah, and with that with contract, Casey, that contract was an absolute steal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, as, as, as Joel Casey as well is an absolute steal, as you said, uh, for a seventh, seventh round pick, you get, uh, got such a, such a great guy. And um, I think I, I've read that he was, he's only one of 22 players who have at least five sacks in the lev, uh, last uh, seven seasons. So uh, I think we really, really got a good guy with him. I, I think you yeah. guys are spot on. Yeah. Sorry, going ahead, Alexander. So um, I think that the ponder the ponder comment was was uh, actually very valuable. So um, uh, when I look at the stats, so Kobe Walkman was ranked 30th in the entire NFL in net punting per yard uh, yards, and Sam Martin is ranked 16th, so right in the middle. So of course there's a big upgrade there on that side, and uh, yeah, we just have to get better on that side of the ball. Obviously, the special teams is, is such an important. Uh, uh, unit, of course, that, that often gets forgotten, but I think we really have to get better there and, and Sam Martin brings this to the table. I would have loved uh, 
uh, if they added a punter in the seventh round, for instance, one of those yeah. young guys that just kicked the hell out of the football with those big legs, for instance, Michael Turk or something like that. But um, it's, a, it's a very solid addition, yeah. I think uh, everything that, you, that everybody said there is obviously completely bang on. It's completely correct. I was going to say maybe Gerard Casey is the biggest move of the offseason. But if you look at this team, and it's something that's not really being talked about, guys, in the Denver media anyway, you know, after this year, there's a lot of rumours that John Elway may, you know, he might move on. He's coming 60. Bob Miller is due an upgrade in his contract. So this really is, as much as maybe the team is not at that level, this is a win-now team. Obviously, Drew Locke now is under pressure this year to maybe get nine to ten wins. And personally, I think we should stay with him for a few years and not give up on him if he doesn't get to that point because we've got the hardest schedule in the NFL. In terms of off-season pickups or the best moves, I actually think Melvin Gordon could be a great move. I think there was a lot of... Um, well, it was, there was sort of like 50... There was, it was like 50-50. 50% of people were very happy with a move. And the other 50% of people weren't happy with a move because Philip Lindsay's contract is going to come into talk now as well. Hopefully, they can both work together in the in in single each other in the season because if one maybe does take over from each other, I'd be concerned that maybe Lindsay might get annoyed and might move on either during the season or next season. But I think overall, I agree with what you're saying as well, lads, about Shelby Harris. I think that could be the biggest move of the offseason. Like the guy's... The guy is unreal. And yes, Justin Simmons now, you know, he will come into this whole contract situation now. I think July the 15th is the date. They need to get that done. That's that's the final step. But I guess one thing as well we could mention, um, Garb Bowles needs to be, you know, looked at. Maybe a backup for him or is there a free agent that could be that, that could be brought in? There's loads of free agents that could be brought in for Garb Bowles, so we'll see what happens. Uh Jules, I agree on your point as well about, about the punting situation. I think it's been very almost lackluster for a couple of years there. So it will be interesting to see what happens over the next, even over the next few months. Um, but no, guys, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. Just hopefully we have a season to actually look forward to. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, let's hope for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Already, so, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I just looked at the numbers. Um, when I look at the contracts we have uh, now, uh, when I go to overthecap.com, we roughly have 17 million left now. Of course, the ro- rookie contracts have not been signed yet, so we need an additional 8 to 10 million for that, which leaves us roughly 8 million left. And uh, when we talk about Justin Simmons, of course, and uh, now he's under the franchise tag, which is a, a cap number of uh, 11.4 million, of course, under the current franchise tag for safeties. And um, I think there we will have an upgrade of a couple of million. So in case they would want to add to the tackle position, you could do that, but you probably would have to cut Jeff Hireman. Um, he will, in the tight end room, he's probably the one that, that, that is the most likely to get cut when you look at the, his cap number. When you cut Jeff Hyman, you could save 3.8 million and you have uh, 500,000 dead money. So that's a good contract to get out of. Talking about the tight end position and tight end room, uh, how do you guys feel about the addition of Nick Rennett? Hmm. 
Um, I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> I was actually going to jump in just previously on what you said about, about Hiremund, uh, just very quickly and say, I actually think that um, Jake Butts' time is up at the team as well. I think both will go. Um, there's, there's a few players there. Uh, Alexander, I think, you look at the bottom, maybe core of wide receivers. Um, yes, Tim Patrick could, could stay, but there, 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 there is a few people that, that could go in a sense. So ju ju just to confirm, um, Jules, the, the player is who, sorry? Renault? Nick Vanette. Nick Vanette, the tight end he signed from the Steelers for two years, I think it was. Mm -hmm. I, thought he, I, I actually thought you said Nick Reynolds, and I was like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I mean, he, he previously played for the Seahawks, didn't he, at one point? Yes. It's, it's interesting because he obviously has a background where he does have that... I mean, he doesn't have a lot. In terms of college, he played at Ohio State, I think. And yes. his actual... His time with the Seahawks, to an extent, was good. He was in a very, very low contract there, but he didn't play as much until he actually maybe went to maybe 2017 or so. In terms of his, in terms of his time with the Steelers, I didn't see a lot of him last year. I think the contract itself, though, with 5.7 million, is interesting, especially whenever you already have a number of tight ends there. And then we go out and get another guy as well. So, I mean... This sort of goes back to the whole situation with the draft. You know, why why did John Elway go and like get another tight end, mm. a couple of wide receivers? It's like going into a, a shop and buying a twelve pack of beer, and then going and buying like two bottles of vodka and a bottle of whiskey because you don't need, you know, all of that. I don't to, see the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just That's think he should have went and got cover for for mm. Garth Bowles. What what do you think, Toby? Yeah, well, I, I see what you say. Um, I, I thought the same uh, when we picked Albert Okuba Bonum. <laughs> I don't know. It was good. Ah, okay. Albert yeah. Okuba I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was a bit confused as well because I also thought that this is not our biggest need uh, in the draft to, to pick another tight end in the, I think, fourth round. Um, but yeah, I think um, it could be a great addition in the future. So yeah, let's see how it, how it comes out. Yeah, you pretty uh, all summed up my thoughts about uh, the uh, Thailand room. And now I uh, also think that uh, Jeff Harman is really on the bubble to make the roster get traded or cut. Mm. And yeah, I also didn't understand uh, the move in t uh, picking up uh, Nick Vennett uh, in uh, free agency and then also draft Albert O. So yeah, I'm, of course, I'm really excited to see how Albert O will work together with Tulok after their yeah. connection at Missou. So yeah, but as you said, some moves, we don't have to understand it. Hopefully they will all play out and yeah. I think, I think that they viewed Nick Minette as an upgrade over Jeff Harmon. When you look at those mm -hmm. two players, they're pretty similar. They both went to Ohio State back to back. So Nick Minette was actually the backup to Jeff Hireman, uh, the mentor, so to speak. So when you look at that trade, that only the Nick Vanette signing, I'm sorry, that only makes sense if you let Hireman go. But yeah. since Hireman yeah. ha has some sort of injury history and Jake Butt is, prob is, is probably never coming back, uh, he had three now torn ACLs uh, on the same knee, I guess. 
and um, Troy Fumagalli did not uh, develop into the player they actually hoped. Yeah. And then you look at that room and then you have Noah Fant, right? And Noah Fant is more a receiving tight end. Of course, his blocking got better down the stretch. And I expect him to be even better next year because the tight end position is such a hard position to learn because you essentially learn two positions in the same time. So rookies struggle all the time at that position. Nonetheless, he had a very good season, one of the best rookie tight end seasons in the entire uh, NFL history in the last couple of years. And um, so when you look at that room with Nick Vinette, Noah Fant, and now you add Albert O to that, that is just from a weapon standpoint of view, a very good position to be in because now you can run actually 12 personnel with two, two tight end sets and you can, you, can have, you can send a really heavy look to the defense, but you can have Albert O run with its four, uh, four, four, nine speed and uh, that can emerge really as a very big red zone threat. So I, I expect Drew Locke to have enough weapons and Pat Sherman to have enough weapons to really scheme out uh, a, a more a high-scoring offense, yeah. It's been a while as yeah, well absolutely. since we've actually had a tight end group like that as well. You know, remember the days of Julius Thomas? And that seems always it's almost at the, at the beginning of this de- of the last decade. So it's been mm-hmm. it's been a long time. I actually had hair when we used to have uh, <laughs> a tight end core like that. There, guys. Look, I think we could speak in English for for a long, long time, but. Um, it's been great, obviously, being able to chat to us for a few moments, and I just want to take this opportunity on behalf of myself and the guys as well, just to thank, just to thank you lads for obviously you know speaking in German because you know yourselves. There's more fans in Germany, Switzerland, Austria, in that region, even the Netherlands, for example, than, than there is in Ireland or the UK for the Broncos. And hopefully, the team are watching this and, and realize that because there's thousands, isn't there? It's just crazy, like. Yes. So yeah. Agreed. So look, yeah. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Alexander. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so you're absolutely right. I think the potential is is quite big for the the Dach region, and um, of course we 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 should really tap into that potential and try to unlock it a bit more, and uh, hopefully we get the the attention of the team. Yeah. I will then say, I was actually going to say, lads, have a good day in German, but I, I can't pronounce it. Ich wünsche euch einen schönen Tag. I can't, I can't pronounce it. So <laughs> it's all good. Is, is it okay? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. No, look, uh, obviously, guys, again, so thank you very much. And I will then pass over to you guys speaking in Zeitdeutsch. Deutsch.